0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor
1: Well, thank you, and welcome to the show We're going to save the chills until a little later in the show When suspense will have the hair in the back of your neck stand on end as we hear the story of a former doctor and now a mental patient who is convinced the man he killed is alive. But first, a few laughs, and we'll get them from Harold Perry as he stars as Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. By the way, the P stands for Philharmonic. Perry started out as a supporting character on radio's Fibber McGee and Molly that moved to its own hit, the Great Gildersleeve, the first known spinoff in American broadcasting history. On the March 21st, 1951 radio show, the then governor of California, Earl Warren, later become chief justice of the United States, honored native son Harold Perry on live radio with the only award ever issued up to that time for having completed his 10,000th radio broadcast. Pretty a monumental feat, I would say. Other than the four Gildersleeve films, Perry appeared in the Walt Disney movie A Tiger Watch in 1964, and the Elvis Presley film Clambake in 1967. Let's enjoy now Harold Perry as Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve.
2: Kraft presents The Great Gildersleeve. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Company will also bring you the craft music hall every Thursday night. Present each week at this time Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve, written by John Whedon and Sam Moore. <laughs>
4: Let's see what goes on at the home of the great Doc Morton P. Gildersleeve. It's Saturday evening, the day before Halloween, and his niece is giving a dance. All afternoon, he's been rolling up carpets, putting extra leaves in the dining room table, carrying out furniture, and carrying it in again. But now that the heavy work is done, he finds himself brushed aside. After an early makeshift supper, he wanders
2: forlornly out of the kitchen to watch last-minute preparations there. Oh, what are you making there, Bertie? Frosting? Yes, sir. Say, that looks mighty good. Do you mind if I just...
5: more? Oh, uh-uh-uh. ah. Uh. Uh, uh.
2: mister
6: Gillsleeve, a man can
2: lose a finger that way. Mm, mm, mm. It's wonderful, though, Bertie. Say, don't you think you've beaten that about enough? Ain't sure if it's stiff enough. Oh, well, I'll just see. Oh, the more, really? You're just tasting it, my dear.
6: Mr. Gillsleeve, if you keep tasting, there ain't gonna be frosting enough to put in your eye.
2: Who wants it in his eye? You'd like to put a lid on a piece of bread now. Uncle Lord,
6: I... go out and play. Yes,
2: uh, go out and play.
6: Bertie, don't you think it's about time we take another peek at that cake?
2: Cake? I'll do it.
6: Stay away in that oven. Oh, oh, excuse me, Mr. Gilsley. But you want that cake to fall?
2: Uh, I was just trying to help. Run
6: along, Uncle Mort. I'll look at the kid, Bertie. You either. What? Huh? If some of the people don't get out of this kitchen, I'm going to go clean out of my mind. Bertie, I was just Well, looking. you more trouble than all the rest of
2: them. Yeah.
6: One minute fix a party, you got to give me a chance. I ain't no Superman,
7: no Saul. All I got two hands. Can't come in here, back yeah. and dirty... Come me on, ball. Marjorie, yes, I think Bertie
2: wants to be alone. Let's go in the other room. After you. <laughs>
6: Oops. Oh, Leroy, for heaven's sake. I am Frankenstein the Wolfman. I eat up little girl. Let go! I walked with a zombie. The undying monster. Leroy. The living dead. Stop
2: that and take off that mask.
5: It's only me,
6: me Uncle, Did I scare you.
2: Yes. I don't know how you expect to scare anybody. You've been going around that rig scaring people for a week.
6: Well, I'm just practicing being horrible.
2: You don't need any practice. <laughs>
6: You make him promise to keep away from my party I just know he's going to Oh, oh, that's probably me Don't worry, glamour push I wouldn't be caught dead at your party Oh, is that you? No, it's me <laughs> Oh, I couldn't tonight, master no, I'm sorry No, I couldn't possibly Why don't you tell him you're giving a party And he's not invited Shut up, Leroy
2: Let her alone, Leroy
6: Pardon interruption Brad again Come on, tell me all
2: about it. I don't know what kind of a Halloween party this is anyway. No games, no pumpkins.
6: What did you used to do on Halloween, Unc?
2: Oh, we did a lot of things, my boy. Made jack-o'-lanterns, bobbed for apples.
6: Pretty corny. Yeah. <laughs> what else?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> we had one little trick.
6: Yeah? What was
2: it? Well, we used to take two buckets of water. Yeah? And when it got dark, we'd put them on each side of somebody's front walk, and we'd tie them together with a piece of cord across the walk, and then when somebody came along... Well, you can imagine. (laughs) Hey, that's great. Uh, It was a very thoughtless, wicked thing to do, Leroy. (laughs) I hope you will never do anything like that.
6: Are you kidding?
2: (laughs) I mean it. Somebody might trip and hurt themselves badly. Remember that. Yes, sir. There's one other thing to remember. What's that? Only fill the buckets halfway. It won't work if they're full.
6: (laughs) Oh, my goodness, goodness door, somebody. I'm on the phone.
2: Well, get off it.
6: I'll go. Oh, I've got
2: to hang up now. Bye, Lester. Yeah, so much for Lester.
6: It's Wally Hoff. Ugh,
2: Wally Hoff.
7: Well, the kid himself. Hiya, Junior. What are you supposed to be?
6: Frankenstein. Oh, blow me down. Talk to Wally, will you, Uncle Mort? I'll be right down, Wally. I've got to run up and put on some lipstick. Well,
7: for it's coming right off. <laughs> uh, take these records, with you, son? And don't drop them. Got a couple of real oldies there. Red nickels.
2: Gosh. Uh, uh, Mr. Hoff? My name is Gildersleeves. I'm Marjorie's uncle. Oh, hi. Heard a lot about you. I've heard a lot about you, too.
7: <laughs> Favorable, I trust. Anybody tune in tune
2: this so-called piano lately? Young man, that's a wimbly. Oh, not
6: bad. Hey, Wally, I can play a boogie <laughs> bass now like you showed me. Look.
7: Hey, that's not it. Look out. I didn't do it right. Let me just... Look out. Let me at it.
2: You like music, Mr. Gildersleeve? I like music, yes. Mr. Hoff, would you mind telling me something? Not at all, shoot. That sweatshirt you're wearing, is that customary these days at dances, I mean? What else? In my day, we wore tuxedos. And we didn't wrestle, we danced. Oh,
6: your day, your day. Your day is over, Uncle Mort.
2: Yes, yes, I guess it is.
6: Well, don't stop, Wally, give out.
2: What'll it be, gorgeous?
6: Oh, anything at all, only give. The party's dying and it hasn't even started. I don't want to be rushing you, but the gang will be here any minute.
2: I can take a hint.
6: Well, take Leroy with you. i am to see if Mrs. Ransom's doing anything tonight.
2: Maybe I will, and maybe I won't.
7: Oh, well, that's it. Play that. On with the dance. my joy me fine.
2: Oh, brother, even in my... Come on, Frankenstein. This is no place for us. Okay.
6: It's dark out,
2: isn't it? Uh, Wally
6: He's a swell piano player, Unc
2: You stick to box. Uh,
6: that sounds like Piggy Hey, Pig, wait up uh, uh, uh. That's your signal See you later, Unc Wait a
2: minute Yeah? I won't ask you to keep out of mischief, Leroy Just keep out of jail
6: <laughs> Okay, where are you going, Mrs. Ransom? Never
2: mind, run along
6: Hey,
5: Pig, wait for Frankenstein
2: Nobody's gonna tell me what I'm gonna do I want to call on Leela. I will. And if I don't, I won't. Just hope she's in. That's all.
5: Who style? Move. Oh,
2: yeah.
8: <laughs> Trump, Martin, you mustn't do that.
2: Yeah, but it's Halloween, Leela.
8: No, it's not. Tomorrow's Halloween.
2: I know, but they're celebrating it tonight. What are you doing, Leela?
8: Well, I had this date for tonight, but at the last minute I was unable to go on account of a headache.
2: Oh, that's too bad. Yes. Well, perhaps some other time. Oh,
8: I feel much better now.
2: Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh
8: uh-huh. Isn't that lucky?
2: Will you go to the movies with me?
8: Well, I don't know about tonight's, Rockmorton. I'm just scared to death of ghosts and witches and all. Oh,
2: don't worry. I'll be with you. Uh,
8: promise you'll stay close to me and protect me.
2: I'd like to see the ghost that you get between us. <laughs>
9: Lightweight wait inside for
2: all seats oh. He
8: says they'll be waiting Strong Martin How many, please?
2: How long will we have to wait, miss? The
8: next complete showing Will begin at 9.53 How many, please?
2: 9.53? That's half an hour, Leela Do you want to wait? Oh, I don't know What do you think? I don't know What do you think?
9: Oh, make up your mind oh. Stepping to one side, please Keeping the line moving, please
2: Shutting the mouth, please <laughs>
6: Rock Martin.
2: Well, they can't push me around. Evidently our patronage is not wanted here, Leela. Let's go somewhere
8: else. I declare, Rock Martin, I've never seen someone feel so crowded.
2: Why don't these people stay home nice? Well, I suppose we could at least drop in here and get a soda. Would you like a soda?
8: I don't know. Would you?
2: Oh, I don't know. Would you?
8: Oh, look, a little boy in a Myers.
2: Uh, well, that's more like it. That's the first real sign of Halloween.
8: Oh, uh, well, who's that thing he's swinging around?
2: Oh, that's a sock filled with flour. Oh, uh, we used to have more fun with those.
8: Oh, he isn't going to hit somebody with
2: it. <laughs> what do you think it's for? Uh,
8: hello, little boy.
2: Uh, hello there, sonny. What's your name? Uh, oh, cat got your tongue, huh? You're not piggy banks, are you?
8: You're not going to hit it.
2: With that, are you little boy? Yes, careful now. Careful how you swing that. I'll tell you what, if you go away, I'll give you a nickel. Listen, if you hit anybody look out now. If you're Piggy Banks, I'll tell your mother. Did you hear what I said? If you come near me with that, I'll (laughs) come back here, you, I dare you.
8: Brush y'all frog more
2: well, I think you might show a little more consideration really. Oh, but you
8: look so funny,
2: darling
9: Come on, let's go in and get a soap Well
5: Oh,
8: hello, Mrs. Ransom Oh, good evening, Mr. Peavy
9: And Mr. Gilderfeet Well, has it been
2: snowing out? <laughs> no, it hasn't been snowing The lady here would like a soda.
8: Well, aren't you going to have anything,
2: Frogmore? I got something.
8: Oh. Well, if you're not going to have anything, I'm not going to have anything.
2: (sighs) All right. Soda for me, too. Chocolate. Chocolate, it shall be. How
9: have you been, Mr. Peavy? Oh, just fine, Mr. Drenson. Just fine. Uh, You two been out doing the town?
2: Well, if you could call it that. Halloween isn't what it used to be, Peavy. No, Mr. Gildersleeve, it isn't. Maybe. It's just as well. Why?
9: Well, I remember one Halloween... Well, Harry, it's a lucky thing we didn't all land in jail. Well, what did you do, Mr. Payton? Well, you know how boys are, Mrs. Ransom. I remember it was a dark night like this one. It was out at old Mr. Thatcher's house, probably old fellow. Maybe you remember the house, Mr. Gilson. Oh, yes, I remember it. Well, we'd planned this thing for weeks, and it was dark, as I say, so we appointed one boy as a lookout, and then we hid in the bushes till the coast was fair. Oh, yeah? Go on. And when we got the Signal... We sneaked across the lawn. Yeah? We tiptoed up the front steps. Uh-huh. Crawled on our hands and knees across the porch. Yeah? And stuck a pin in his doorbell.
5: <laughs> PB,
9: you didn't. Yes, sir. And I want to tell you, I got out of there just fast as my legs would carry me.
2: PB, I wouldn't have believed it if you hadn't told me yourself. Well, I, I'll be honest with you, Mr. Gildersleeve.
9: I didn't actually stick the pin in the bell myself. Oh? I stayed behind in the bushes. But if they ever found out that that pin came out of my
2: lapel... it came out of my lapel. <laughs> right, Martin,
8: you know what I think? Know what? I think we ought to have a Halloween party. An old-fashioned one where you bob for apples and stick pins and things. But it's too late, Lisa. Oh, no, it's not. Tomorrow's Halloween, really. We could have it at your house. But Leela... Lisa... Oh,
6: don't be an old killjoy.
8: Now, who we have? Oh, you come, won't you, Mr. Peavy? Uh, I'm
9: afraid I wouldn't be able to, Mrs. Ransom. You see, Mrs. Peavy gets a little nervous around Halloween, so I usually stick pretty close to home till it blows over.
6: Oh, too bad. Well, there's
8: Judge Hooker. We'll have to have the judge.
2: Yeah, for laughs.
8: Now, who else?
2: Well, we ought to have another girl.
8: Oh, do you think we need to?
2: Uh, For the judge. You know, the old goat likes to think he's Sir Walter Raleigh. Oh,
8: well, who can we get? I don't seem to know many women somehow. Oh,
2: well, as a Miss, um... Goodwin, I think her name is.
8: Goodwin? I don't seem to recall.
2: Uh, I only know her slightly.
8: Oh, well, how does it happen I've never heard you mention her before? Well,
2: I say, I know her. I've met her, that's all. She's the principal of the school.
8: Oh, a school teacher. Yes, yeah,
2: school teacher. Oh,
8: well, that sounds perfect for the judge.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you know her, don't you, PB? Oh, yeah,
9: yeah.
2: She's perfect for the judge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> perfect for the judge.
8: Uh, she can't be that perfect.
9: Well, no, I wouldn't
2: say that. I'd say that she was... Uh... <clears throat> Thanks for the sodas, Peavy. you <laughs> got to be running along. Oh,
8: but Chuck won't have hardly finished. you got to get
2: going before the crowd gets out of the meeting. Oh,
5: gracious how you rush a bit.
2: Oh, forgot to pay. Peavy, did anybody ever tell you you talk too much? Why, no, well, I... consider don't... yourself told. Good night, Peavy. <laughs>
4: is here at last, and the great Gildersleeve is ready for it come what may. Leroy has carved a pumpkin, and Bertie has
3: prepared some refreshments. Don't they teach you any poetry in school these days, Leroy?
6: Oh, sure. I woke up in the morning and looked upon the wall. There was a flea and a bed bug having a game of balls. <laughs>
2: Leroy, you didn't learn that poem in school.
6: Oh, I did, too. Piggy taught it to me during geography. Yes. (laughs)
2: Hi, George, I'm going to ask your teacher to change your seat. I can see Piggy's a bad influence on you.
6: I doubt if Leroy's doing Piggy any good, either. Oh, is that so? Who asked you to put in your two cents? Well, you're certainly just as bad as Piggy. I suppose his sister's been shooting off her big mouth. Leroy? She has not. Well, I could tell a few things about you and her and Wally Huff. For instance...
2: Quiet! I'm expecting guests here any minute. You think I want them to walk into this kind of a cat and dog fight? Well,
6: he's out of this.
2: Stop it. They're all finish it. Well, I'll not have this kind of goings on. Geroy, where are you going? Out on the porch. What for? Oh, who likes the jack-o'-lantern? Oh. Well, that's all right then. It's a very good idea. Make a cheery welcome for my guests. Uh, well, what are your plans, Marjorie? Would you like to stay here and enjoy a little old-fashioned Halloween fun for a change?
6: Oh, gee, do I have to?
2: Certainly not, my dear. What were you thinking of doing this evening?
6: Well, Willie and I were going down to Brownie's Beanery for a while. Some of the gang's going to be there.
2: Uh, I certainly dislike that boy.
6: Oh, he grows on you, Uncle Moore.
2: Why, George, you won't get a chance to grow on me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi-ho. Well, I'll have a real Halloween anyway. I'll see how Leroy's coming with the jack-o'-lantern. Ah, uh, real Halloween air. Gosh, dark as a pants pocket out here. Where is that kid? Uh, Leroy!
6: Hi, Uncle.
2: <laughs> I didn't see you, Leroy. Confound it. How many times have I told you it's not funny to scare people?
6: I wasn't trying to scare you. You called me and I answered.
2: Well, all right, but be careful. Why haven't you lit the jack-o'-lantern?
6: The, the wind keeps blowing out the matches.
2: Nonsense. No wind at all tonight.
6: It comes in puffs.
2: <laughs> well, give me those matches and I'll show you how a woodsman lights a fire.
6: Where's the woodsman?
2: Just watch me.
6: Okay. Say, isn't this Judge Hooker coming?
2: Where? I don't see anybody. Oh, well it may be at that. Hello, Judge.
6: Hi, Gildy. Yeah,
2: trust him to get here first.
9: Hi, Judge. Hello, Leroy. Well, Shockmarton, have a Halloween. Am I the first one to
2: oop? Leroy.
9: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the idea?
2: It wasn't my idea, Judge. But anyway, happy Halloween! Just <laughs> stand here by the fire, Judge, and you'll be dry in no time. Doggone that, Jed. <laughs> now, Judge, boys will be boys. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you put him up to it. Why, Horace?
8: And you
6: laughed.
2: Oh, well, couldn't help it. I'm always laughing. Now, cheer up, Judge. <laughs>
9: Maybe that's my girl. Your girl? Miss
2: Goodwin. What makes you think she's your girl?
9: All right, I'm easy to please. I'll take Leela.
2: Oh, no, you won't. Leela's my girl, you old goat. Rather be a goat than a hog. Well, hello, Leela. Hello, Struggle. Come in. We were just talking
8: about you. I knew it. I can feel my ears burning.
2: Yeah, they're still pink at that. (laughs) Let me take your coat.
8: Oh, thank you. Oh, my, the house looks lovely. I think Halloween decorations are so exciting, don't you? I certainly do. Oh, good evening, Horace. Evening, Leela. What a wonderful idea. Coming in your old clothes. I just love old clothes. Parties.
9: This is my new suit, Leela. Or it was when I left home.
8: <laughs> well, what happened?
9: Gildersleeve's little nephew played a Halloween prank that soaked me to the skin.
8: Oh, how awful. That doesn't sound like Leroy's, like Martin.
9: It's my idea of Leroy.
8: Oh, mercy. The judge might have caught pneumonia. Oh, don't
9: worry about me,
6: Leela. I'm
8: a pretty tough old Oh, well, let's forget all about it and have a nice Halloween. Uh, where's your lady friend, Harlan?
2: Miss Goodwin? Oh, she's not my
6: lady.
9: Not
2: according Now, Horace, can't you take a joke?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Seems to me I'm being asked to take a good many this evening. Oh, uh, that must be Miss Goodwin now, Judge. Why don't you go and let her in?
8: Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, what did Horace mean about her not being his lady friend, Frog Martin?
2: Oh, nothing, just his peculiar sense of humor. Ah. Uh, Ah, good
5: evening,
6: Miss Goodwin. Good evening, Dr. Hooker. So nice to see you again. Permit
2: me to take your rest. Trockmorton? Yes, Leela?
6: I thought
8: you said she was a school teacher.
2: She is, Leela.
8: Well, she dresses like the school teachers in Esquire.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, Leela. Here we are.
8: Mrs. Ransom, may I
9: present Miss Goodwin?
8: How do you do? It's so nice to
2: meet you.
6: Good evening, Trockmorton. Well.
2: Wow. Uh, hello, Eve. Well. <laughs>
8: Why didn't you tell me, Miss Goodwin, and you were such old friends,
6: Rock Martin? Well. <laughs> Since he's been on the school board, we've seen a good deal of each other, Mrs. Ransom.
8: I see.
2: Well, well. <laughs> Nothing so much fun as a Halloween party, is there? Or is there... You don't have the right technique for apple bobbing, Judge. You have to follow the apple right down to the bottom and get your teeth in.
8: Oh, I could never do that. I'd ruin my hair. I wouldn't mind. Let me try it. Wow!
2: Uh, Yes, I'll show you, Eve. Stand back, everybody. Wait a minute, Gildy, wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, you will now witness a death-defying exhibition
9: by Stockport and P. Gildersleeve diving into one foot of water from the stupendous height of...
5: Six inches. Oh, Horace,
8: you're simply a scream. I declare I think you're funnier than Bob Hope. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that.
2: Neither would I. Look, I'll show you now how to get the apple. How you doing, Gildy?
8: Mrs. Rockmont, come up for air. You'll drown.
6: Don't worry about it, Mrs. Ransom. He has
2: wonderful breath control. (laughs)
5: What? Hooray! Gildersleeve, <laughs> you look exactly like a roast pig.
6: <laughs> I know what we ought to do now. Let's tell ghost
2: stories. Oh, that's a wonderful idea, Eve. I know a real thrill.
8: Oh, ghost stories never scare me.
2: Yeah, well, it'll scare you if we turn out the lights. Turn off the lights, will you, Judge? All right. There.
8: I'm still not a bit scared.
2: Uh, you will be. Once there was an old haunted house. Way out on the edge of a swamp. <laughs> there was a ghost in the house who was trying to find his murdered wife. And he used to go through the house every night at midnight saying,
0: ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. ooh
6: I'm frightened already. Yeah, I'm a little nervous myself. Oh,
2: pooh. <laughs> Well, one night, some hunters were passing near the house when it got real dark. And not knowing the reputation of the place, they decided to spend the night there. So they went up to the door, and just then... Oh,
8: Srockmorton, this is silly. I think it's fun. Uh, I know a game that's lots more fun in the dark than telling ghost stories.
2: Uh, oh? Well, what is it, Leela?
8: Sardines. I never heard of it. Never heard of
2: sardines? No.
8: Oh, well, the way you played, one person hides in the dark, and then all the others try to find him. Or her. And uh, when you find the person, you don't say anything. You just stand as close to him as you possibly can till all the others find you. That's all a Oh, well,
2: I can see it's got possibilities.
9: (laughs) Yeah, let's try it. Miss
2: Goodwin, why don't you be the first to hide?
8: Why uh, Horace, I suggested the game uh, You can hide next
2: Yeah, very fair, Judge Go ahead and hide, Eve Well, I count 50
8: Well, uh, I don't know any places, but... Oh, all right
2: All right the... 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50 All right, Eve, here we come <laughs> uh, Who left that chair there?
5: Oh, doggone it!
2: <laughs> the judge is having a little trouble, too, I can see. <laughs> Ooh, what's this?
1: Now, drop, Norton. Who is it? You ought to know.
2: What am I supposed to do now?
1: Stand close to me.
2: Uh, can't stand any closer, can I? <laughs>
8: what's going on here, anyhow?
2: Hey, no fear turning on the lights.
8: Rock Martin Gildersleeve! Now, Leela? Well, if I'd known there were this kind of people in the game, I never would have suggested it. Mrs. Ransom, don't you try to shush me? I wonder if you'd mind taking me home, Judge. But
2: Eve, the party's just begun. Well,
8: as far as I'm concerned, it's all over. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Leela, please, Eve, please, Leela.
2: Oh, who invented Halloween anyway? understand.
8: I understand very well, Throckmorton. Take me home, please.
2: But they've all gone, Leela. I want to explain.
8: There's nothing to explain. I turn a light on and I find you pawing that school teacher. Leela, if you could just listen. Let go of my arm, please, Throckmorton. Will you open the door for me?
2: Oh, good.
8: Thank you. Now, do you want me to walk home by myself?
2: I'll take you if you're really determined. Leela.
8: Schoolteacher. She must be a fine school teacher. Well, she is. Oh, that's right. Stick up for her. Well,
2: I'm not sticking up for her. She didn't do anything. i I thought she was you.
8: Throckmorton, that's a ridiculous barefaced fib. She's wearing Chanel number no. five, and I always use Shalom. Well
2: Leela, I don't know one perfume from another. To me, they both smell good.
8: I don't care to hear any more throckmorton. Oh, oh, look out! Oh. Mm.
5: <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness!
5: <laughs> not wrong, Mom. You can't
2: leave me here in this. Wait till I get my hands on Leroy. Don't
9: blame Leroy, Gildy. Happy Halloween!
5: <laughs> oh,
4: we on this program with one of the for This is Ken Carpenter speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company and inviting you to be with us again next week for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. This year, thousands of women all over the country are discovering what a special help with wartime meals is the product called Kraft Dinner. A box of Kraft Dinner gives them enough delicious macaroni and cheese for four people at only a few cents a serving. They get two boxes of Kraft Dinner for only one single ration point. And with Kraft Dinner, they cook that delicious main dish in just seven minutes. In every Kraft Dinner box, there's a special macaroni that cooks fluffy tender in boiling water and an envelope of Kraft grated. With this handy Kraft grated, you whisk cheese goodness through and through the fluffy macaroni in a jiffy. A very smart trick is to shape the hot Kraft Dinner in a ring mold for a minute or two, unmold on a platter, and serve with cream vegetables or fish or a little meat. But just as is, Kraft Dinner gives you a mighty fine main dish. Try this seven-minute macaroni and cheese soon at your food store Be on the alert for point saving craft dinner. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
1: Stay tuned for Suspense next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Suspense and the episode The Kettler Method.
10: It's the Martin and Lewis Show.
3: Yes, the National Broadcasting Company brings you, transcribed from Hollywood, The Martin Lewis Show. Our guest tonight, Burt Lancaster, featuring Flo McMichael, Sheldon Leonard, Ben Alexander, Dick Stabil and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin. When
11: they begin, they begin. It brings back a night Splendor.
0: And Jerry Lewis When they begin they
7: begin. When they begin a begin. oh yes, I can begin. Oh when they begin. <laughs> oh yes. I... Oh, I can't begin it, but I sure finished it. <laughs>
2: Well, folks, here it is, the beginning of another month. And as we look in on Dean and Jerry's apartment, we find them wading through the first-of-the-month bills, trying to figure out how to pay them all.
10: Jerry, I don't mind telling you, I'm worried. We've got so many bills to pay. It'll take all the money we got saved up in the bank.
2: Don't worry, Dean.
7: I've read about people putting a little away in a sugar bowl each week, and that's what I've been doing. Well,
10: Jerry, that's great. How much you got saved?
7: 283 lumps. <laughs> Ah, oh, come on,
10: Jerry, this is serious. Just look at this meal we got. Bills, 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 bills. All we got are bills.
7: All right, we got bills, but don't forget, bills probably getting ours. <laughs> bills probably getting ours. <laughs> bills probably getting ours. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> now, look,
10: Jerry, never mind about the bills, the bills bills to bill. Let's worry about the bills that are bill to us.
7: All right, now try Peter Piper pick a peck of pickled pepper. But Jay,
10: just look at all these bills. Grocer, butcher, landlord, gardener. Gardener. Now, wait a minute. We live in an apartment. We don't have a gardener.
7: Oh, that bill is okay, Dean. What do you
10: mean it's okay? It's a bill for pruning, cutting, mowing, and trimming ragged edges. Seven dollars.
7: I'm sorry, Dean. I thought it would be cheaper than going to a barber. <laughs>
10: Jerry, you don't seem to realize that we haven't even got enough money to pay the rent. We could be evicted. We just have to make some extra money somewhere. And you say you want to make some extra money? Well, I'm just the guy who can fix you up.
3: Ah, Sophie, now wait a minute. You're our next-door neighbor. Have you
10: been standing with your ear pressed up against
3: the wall? I never press my ear against your walls. Why should I when I got that nice, neat hole drilled in the baseboard? LAUGHTER that's wonderful. I suppose you tried the view through our keyhole? I have never looked through your keyhole. It's against my principles. You fellas got a Yale lock, and as you can see, I'm a Harvard man.
5: <laughs>
3: now, look, Sophie, I wish you'd stop listening to our private conversation. Well, pal, I can help you. You know, you boys need money, and I know where you can pick up a couple of hundred bucks just like that. Well, I don't know. Your schemes always sound phony to me. Phony, he says. Why, there's nothing phony about this. There's a friend of mine, he just brought a circus into town.
7: A circus? Mm-hmm. I love to go to the circus. Boy, those circuses, and, and they have peanuts and pink lemonade. Oh, those circuses, they have hot dogs, soda pop, and cokes, and hamburgers, and cotton candy, molasses, apples. More hot dogs, more peanuts, more cotton candy, and. Dean. What? Burp me. <laughs>
10: Ah, Jerry, we couldn't work for a circus. We don't know anything about it.
7: Sure we could, Dean. There's lots of things we could do. Maybe I could be the master of ceremonies. Hey, how about it, Soapy?
1: Mm, uh, no.
7: What do you suggest?
1: Uh,
3: let me see you wiggle your hips. <laughs> oh, don't be silly, Soapy. <laughs> Jerry
10: couldn't be a hoochie-coochie dancer.
7: Wait a minute, Dean Martin. I'll have you know my hoochie is just as coochie as anyone. <laughs> you know,
3: tell me what, I, uh... Um... Just so happens I have a slight acquaintance with a little troop of lifters, and uh, maybe I could get you a job there.
7: Lifters? Yeah. Oh, boy, that's for me.
3: Just a second, kid. Take it easy. People's wallets ain't going to be that heavy.
7: <laughs> wallets? Now, wait a minute, Sophie. Are you suggesting that I become a pock-picket? Are <laughs> 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 you suggesting I become a pig pocket I mean, a pick-peaket? A poke
3: it! Hey, uh, kid, have, uh, ever tried Peter Piper pick the sack of pickled peepers?
5: <laughs>
3: well, look, boys, you think it over, and if you decide you want to come along with me and wait for the sinkers, strictly on the up and up, you understand, I will be waiting for you downstairs. Well, I don't know about this. Well, we'll do it,
7: Sophie. You leave things to me. Okay, I'll see you at the sinkers.
3: Jerry, did you tell
10: Sophie we'd take him up on his offer?
7: Sure, Dean, gee whiz, we need the money You said so yourself I know Well, can you suggest any other way we can make some money that quick? No Okay, then Gee, Dean, the circus really appeals to me I love anything that's full of crazy people
10: Circus is full of crazy people?
7: Sure Didn't you ever hear of acrobats? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't you get it, Dean? No, I don't get it Well, I'll explain it to you The acros are bats. It seems like a joke Acro is for the acrobats, but the bats, the end of the white part, is like crazy. People say nuts, bats, all those. And it's crazy. It's like a big joke. And everybody laughs at a joke like this, and oh, I wish I was dead. <laughs> and I'm
10: so blue. Sing to me. Sing to me. I'll be down to get you in a taxi, honey. Well, you better be ready around a half past six. Baby, don't you be late, I wanna be there. When the band starts sunny, just remember when we get there, honey. Two steps, one, a half of them all. Dance of both of my shoes. When we clear the jelly roll blue. Come out at night at a dark time, strutted ball. I'll be downtown to get you in a taxi, honey, Well, the fader's the around a half past eight. Now, baby, but well, don't you be late. I wanna be there when the band starts honey. Well, just remember when we get there, honey. Two steps, when I have them all? Dance off
11: over both of shoes. Well, when they play the Tally Road Blues
5: Tomorrow
11: night at the Dark Town Studies Bar.
7: I'll cheer it up again. I feel good.
10: Well, good, but the fact remains, Jerry, we still need money to pay our bills. I guess we'll have to go down to the circuit and see what Soapy can do for us.
7: I knew you'd see it my way. You're a real Dean.
10: Well, come in. Who is it?
7: It's me. Oh, it's Florence, our
12: secretary. Hiya, Florence.
7: Hello. Florence, guess what? Maybe Dean and I will go to
12: work for a circus. Oh, really? Oh, Mr. Martin, you'll be wonderful in a circus. I can just see you standing there in a leopard skin with hundreds of women admiring your wonderful physique. What about me?
7: What do you think I could do, Florence? da 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 Too, huh, Say, maybe I could be the dancer. I'm lovely. I'm engaged. I use Chiron tablet.
12: <laughs>
10: you really like the circus, huh, Florence?
12: Oh, yeah. That's where I met my dream man, Charlie. Charlie. He used to hang by his teeth from a trapeze 300 feet in the air. And in 15 years, Charlie's teeth never let go. <laughs> really? No. Of course, Charlie fell four times. <laughs> that? He became a barker for a flea circus.
7: Oh, that's nothing. I used to know a barker who was a flea circus. (laughs) (laughs) Barker who was a flea circus. (laughs) Dean. What? Scratch me.
10: (laughs) Be glad to. What race are you running
7: in? (laughs)
12: You ought to take that job With the circus Maybe you can work your way up And finally get a job With a real big circus You know Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Belly (laughs) Barnum and
7: Belly? (laughs) Barnes It's not Barnum and Belly (laughs) It's Barnum and Stomach Jerry If we're
10: going to try To make some money At the circus We better get on over there
7: Okay, Dean. So long, Florence. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. Gee, isn't it fun back here behind these tents with all the circus people? Yeah. Hey, Dean, look at that ping pong game. And isn't it wonderful how they're playing without paddles?
10: Those are you bangies. They can do a lot of things with those lips.
7: (laughs) Hey, Dean, let's walk around.
10: All
7: right. Hey, Dean, look. The rubber man. Gee, look how he can stretch. Hey kids, you having fun looking around? Sure, Sophie. We were just going over to look at the rubber man.
3: Oh, yeah, the rubber man. Yeah, You're a personal friend of mine, you know, Jim Fisk. Fifty. <laughs> Fifty thousand miles without a retread. <laughs> Come around after the show and introduce you to his family. Wife and four little white sidewalls. <laughs>
5: Well,
10: Soapy, we're here. Now,
3: remember, you said we could make some uh, extra money here at the circus. Yeah, yeah, I know. Relax, will you? I'm going to show you a surefire way to make money at the circus. Really? How? I am going to put you in a ticket boot, see? And I will teach you how to make change the Soapy Leonard way. (laughs) Yes, sir? You will make a fortune. Honest? Bless you, stupid little heart. (laughs) Why, of course it's honest. Now, now, look, I'll show you how. Say, for instance, a guy comes up to the window, see? He gives you a $10 bill for two tickets. Now, what you say is you say, two tickets, that is $2. Here is your change. Three, four, five. See? And then the ruby says, hey, wait a minute. He says, I gave you a $10 bill. And you say, was only five. Now, beat it, bud. You're holding up the line.
7: Gee, that sounds easy. Can I try
3: it? Yeah, sure you can. Step behind the ticket booth. Uh, uh, here comes a customer. Go ahead, kid. Uh I want two tickets. Here's a dollar.
7: The tickets are two dollars, and here's your change. Three, four, and five.
11: <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I only give you one
2: dollar, Bill.
7: It was a five. Now beat it, bud. You're holding up the line. just like you told me Ain't
3: I the shifty one? Yeah, you're a shifty one, all right Between the ears Fluid drive (laughs) You'll have to find something else For you boys to do Well, let me see How about the baseball game?
5: Baseball
3: game? Yeah, the baseball game All that needs is a guy With a good voice And then another guy With a good head on his shoulders
7: Well, that's us Dean's got a good voice (laughs) Well, you know me
5: yeah
3: As I was saying The guy with the voice He stands out front Saying he gives With the spiel
7: Uh-huh and, and, and what about me The the guy with the head On his shoulders
3: You go around and back You put your head Through a little hole On the canvas And the customers Throw baseballs at it <laughs> Well, what do you say?
7: Bye Well, I gotta go uh,
3: I gotta go now I'm halfway through A game of tic-tac-toe On a tattooed lady's back uh, Good luck See you boys later
10: There yeah, I- Better get behind the canvas Here comes a beautiful girl and Maybe I can help her You know, maybe sort of Get her to play the games so Hurry, hurry, hurry Step right up And play the baseball game Hello there Hello, baby <laughs> Right up, three balls for a quarter, and you can take home any one of these big, beautiful cupie dolls. Well,
8: what do I have to do to take home that
7: cute schmoo doll over there? You gotta marry me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, quiet, Jerry. Okay, here's my quarter. Hold it, Dean. I'll make the change. Here you are, lady. Twenty-five, fifty, <laughs> one dollar, two, three, four, and Five. But I only gave you a quarter. Beat it, kid. You're holding up the line. (laughs) Ah,
10: come on, Jerry. She'll never be able to hit you. Now, go on. Put your head through the hole.
7: Okay, miss. Here's the three
10: balls. Now, the idea of the game is to hit Jerry right on the top of the head. (laughs) All right. I'll try. (laughs)
5: Mm.
10: (laughs) Jerry, you're supposed to duck.
7: Okay, I'll duck this time. (laughs) Jerry, you all
10: right? Say something
7: Sure Who'd a bite a peek The peek a peek-a. <laughs> Oh, here,
10: miss Here's your doll Come on, Jay. This job isn't for us
7: You said it Let's get out of here Boy, am I glad we quit that game It was awful All those baseballs Coming out at me uh, d- Do I look all right? Sure and Why is that fellow over there Staring at my head?
4: I'm just trying to figure out which lump has the Tony.
7: Why, it's
3: Bert Lancaster!
4: Hello,
10: Dean. Well, say, Mr. Lancaster, do you know my partner? No, I don't believe we've met. Well, shake hands with Jerry
4: Lewis. Okay, Jerry, put her there. <laughs>
7: You, I gave you four fingers and a thumb. Where's my chain? Peter, You're holding up the line. You know, Mr. Lancaster, we're, we're great fans of yours. Yes. Yeah. Gee, you were wonderful in the killers, brute force, kissed the blood off my hands.
4: <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked them, Jerry. But I've given up those pictures where I play a brute. It's too tough a racket. Every time I do a picture, I have to beat up four or five thugs.
7: Yeah, but you always got the beautiful girl.
4: That's what I say. It's too tough a racket.
7: <laughs> Mr. Lancaster. Yes? Are you for real? <laughs> but,
4: uh, Bert, what are you doing here at the circus? Well, the owner's letting me do my old trapeze act for a couple of days to brush up on my acrobatic routines.
7: Brush up? You mean you were with a circus before?
4: Well, sure. Before I became an actor, I was with the Cole Brothers Circus for many years. Yeah, I have heard about that. Of course, I had an acrobatic act. Well, I used to hold up 16 men on my shoulders. And for an encore, I'd lift one foot off the floor.
7: Gosh, what an act.
4: Sure was. Only one night I got hammy, I lifted both feet off the floor. <laughs>
7: uh,
4: but tell me, uh, what are you fellas doing here?
10: Oh, a friend of ours told us to come down and work in the circus, and maybe we could pick up some extra cash.
7: That's an idea, Dean. Maybe Mr. Lancaster would help me in his act.
4: Well, uh, I don't know, Jerry. I don't think you've got the physique to be an acrobat.
7: Oh, yeah? Wait till I double up my arm. Now, look at that muscle. Pretty good, huh? It's
4: well, perfect. Who did it for you? Max Factor? <laughs>
7: Are you kidding? Why, I got muscles all over me. Look at these shoulders.
4: Those are shoulders?
7: <laughs> You're there, shoulders. What else?
4: I'm sorry. I thought you were wearing your Adam's apple sideways.
7: <laughs> now, you listen to me, Mr. Lancaster. I may not look like much, but if I ever hit you, boy, you better watch out because I'll fall right apart. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, I was only
4: kidding. I didn't mean to. Except you aren't just built to be an acrobat. But if you fellas are looking for a circus job, I'll find you something. Come on. Well, what have you got in mind? Well, you see this tent? That's a circus office, and the owner's in there working. Now, you've got a good voice, Dean. So you sing something, and maybe he'll hire you.
7: That'll be swell for Dean. And hey, you know what I can do. Watch this.
4: Sorry, Jerry. I'm afraid your hoochie isn't coochie enough. (laughs) What are you going to sing, Dean? I don't see me in your eyes anymore. Fine. Let's hear it. Mm Mm-hmm.
11: I don't see me in your eyes anymore, oh, why can't I make them shine as before? I don't see you for your heart and your kiss When you should
5: sigh
11: That your mind you resist i
10: Thanks, Jay, but where's Bert Lancaster?
7: Oh, we'll see him pretty soon. He had to go put on his costume for the trapeze act he's gonna do. Well, come on with me, Dean, because I just made the smartest deal so we can pick up a little money.
10: You made a smart deal?
7: Sure. The spiritualist Professor Zombie has gone to dinner, and he wants us to watch his booth here. Now,
10: wait a minute. What are you wrapping that towel around my head for?
7: Well, you can be the professor, and I'll get under this table and be the voice from the beyond.
10: Well, that ought to be easy for you. You've been out of this world for years. (laughs) Okay, Jerry, now get under the table. Here comes somebody.
5: Okay, Dean. I'm under the
6: table. Oh, good afternoon, Professor Zombie. I'm so glad I found you in. I want to speak to my dear departed loved
2: one. Your husband?
6: Well, all right, if you can't get my dear departed loved one. You'll
10: call the spirits, madam. The price will be five dollars.
7: All I
6: have is two dollars.
10: All right, I'll take that.
6: (laughs) The first thing I want to... Quiet,
10: madam. I'm going into my trance. I will try to make contact with the spirits. Spirit, oh, spirit, if you hear me knock on the table. Spirit, oh, spirit, if you hear me knock. Spirit, why don't you knock?
7: I ain't got gin yet.
5: you make
10: sure it's your husband, madam. What was his name?
5: Francois.
10: Francois? Francois? Is that you, Francois?
5: Oui, oui. Oh la la, coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's strange.
6: My husband's full name was Francois Schulzenheimer. Astulibo! <laughs> that's even stranger. He was educated at Oxford.
7: Astuliba, boy, Joe, step and tally what did he say? I don't know,
10: madam. I didn't quite catch it. There must be something wrong. Oh, spirit of Francois and the great beyond, what is the matter?
7: It's getting pretty hot down here.
5: Oh,
6: that's where he went. Thank you, Francois. Thank you, Swami. You've made me so happy. Bye.
10: Bye.
7: (laughs) Hey, Dean, Jerry. What do you want, Bert?
4: Never mind the spiritualist booth. Come on with me, both of you. I got a good job for you. You have a fine.
7: Oh, boy. Anything will be better than sitting under that table and being a voice on the beyond. Or that awful job I had before, getting hit in the head with those baseballs.
4: Well, here's your chance to get a good job. Make some real money. It's almost time for the lion act, and the lion tamer has disappeared. Lion tamer has disappeared? Any clues? Well, only one. The lion just asked for a toothpick.
7: <laughs> oh. Oh. A- and my job is to get him the toothpick, huh?
4: No, your job is to go in and tame him.
7: Here you are, get your baseball, free from fire. Jerry, do
4: you mean to say you'd be afraid of going to go into that cage with a lion?
7: Yeah, he's liable to think I'm the toothpick. <laughs>
4: Jerry, you're making a big thing out of nothing. Now look, here's his cage. Just look at him. Just a decrepit, broken down, old, old lion. Why, why if you yell boo at him, he faint with fright.
7: Really? Huh. Boo. must have his hearing aid turned off. Now, listen. I'm not going into that lion's cage.
4: Jerry, surely you're not afraid of that lion. Oh, yes,
7: I am. Surely you're not a coward. Oh, yes, I am.
4: Now, wait a minute, Dean. Jerry, surely you're not going into that lion's cage.
7: Oh, yes, I am. Okay. I ought to open my big I am now. (laughs) <laughs> look, look, Mr. Lyon. Dean, I'm scared. What do I do, Dean?
10: Just hold that chair out in front of you, Jerry. Okay.
7: I don't think he wants to sit down. <laughs>
10: hey, Bert, this is getting serious. I think you'd better get him out of there. Yeah, okay. Soak through here fast,
4: Jerry.
7: Is the door closed? Yeah. With the bar down? Yes. With the lock on? Yeah. Why did you guys drag me out of there for? <laughs> oh,
10: Jerry, you were scared to death. And now, ladies and
3: gentlemen, over the center ring we present one of the most daring, spectacular, death-defying acts of all times. Mr.
6: Burt Lancaster performing 100 feet above the ground. Are you ready
4: to go up, Mr. Lancaster? I am ready, Mr. Ringmaster. But first, I'll need a volunteer to assist me on the high trapeze.
10: Jerry, Bert's done a lot for us. You're going to volunteer, aren't you?
7: Oh,
4: no, I'm not. Oh, Jerry, you're going to help an old pal, aren't you? Oh,
7: no, I'm not.
4: Wait a minute, Dean. Jerry, you're going to refuse to go up on the high trapeze with me, aren't you?
7: Oh, no, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> fine.
4: You're the volunteer. He
7: did it to me again. I was saying I didn't want to go up on a high trapeze. But he talked so fast, and the crowd was all looking, and I got all mixed up, and Dean... What? I made a (laughs) (laughs) boo-boo. come on,
4: Jerry. All you got to do is put your foot in this loop of rope, and they'll haul us right up to the top of the tent.
6: And there they go, ladies and gentlemen. Up and up and up,
7: higher and higher. And now they're on the platform a hundred feet above the ground. They say we're a hundred feet above the ground. That's right. Oh, why did I ever leave that nice, comfortable lion's cage? <laughs>
4: oh, there's nothing true to the trick, Jerry. We're on separate trapezes, hanging by our knees. Now, when I give the signal, we swing out at the same time, and I catch it. You got it? Got it. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, Jerry, let's go.
10: Jerry, you fell all the way down from the trapeze.
7: Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dean, I, I guess so.
4: How is he? Is Jerry hurt, Dean? Yeah, he says he's all right.
7: Yeah, I'm okay, Bert, but what what, what went wrong? You, you didn't catch me.
4: Uh, I can't understand it, Jerry. Well, I haven't done the act in a long while, and maybe I, maybe my timing was a little off, but... Maybe I should have given the signal a little a little later. Maybe I should have put my hands up a little sooner. Or maybe I... Well, let's face it, Jerry. Why? I made a boo boo.
3: <laughs> hey, Jerry, hey, Jerry Dean, didn't I promise that you'd make a couple of hundred bucks if you came to the sinkers? Well, here you are. Is 200.: 200.
7: Soapy, two hundred dollars. What for?
3: The owner said that fall you took is the greatest act he has ever seen. Gee, Jerry, you did it. $200 will pay all our bills. Uh-huh. And fight him the owner made me a very attractive proposition. He said that he would give you another $200 bucks to take the same fall every night.
7: You mean I can get $200 for dropping on my head?
3: Yep, yep, that's right. Hey, hey, where are you going, kids?
7: I'm going to call my mother. She owes me a fortune. <laughs>
9: Thank you, Bert Lancaster.
7: Good night,
2: folks. See you next week. Bye. Bye. The Martin Lewis show, transcribed in Hollywood, is produced by Robert L. Redd and written by Dick McKnight and Ray Allen with Cy Rose and Mort Lockman. Bert Lancaster is starring in the Hal Wallace production, Rope of Sand. That's a Paramount picture. This is Ben Alexander, suggesting you tune in to your NBC station each Tuesday evening at this same hour. For the Martin and Lewis
1: Show. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's The Life of Riley, followed by Richard Diamond, private detective. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night.